The Workings of Friendship in Service of the Metaphysical Gaze. In this podcast, we discuss how our three writers, Elred, Ghazali, and Soloveitchik, see friendship as a portal into God's presence. Friendship creates a spiritual space, since a friend isn't reducible to a physical thing, and such space opens us up to a metaphysical realm, which is not God, but does prepare us to encounter God as divine friend. There is a causal relation between how you experience human friendship and how you know God as friend. Friendship is a human activity and at the same time, God's way of drawing us into knowledge of God as friend. So, if friendship yields knowledge of what our encounter with God is meant to be, it becomes vital to study the processes of friendship very carefully. Friendship has many sides that awaken the mind to life with God. Alred emphasizes the eternal nature of friendship. If true, it won't end. Friendship thus gives us a taste of eternal life with God. Alred goes on to explain that human friendship actually serves as the cause of our knowledge of divine friendship. Since friendship is a spiritual phenomenon, it has the same nature as friendship with God. To make the connection, Alred refers to both human and divine friendship metaphorically as kiss. Human friendship he calls the spiritual kiss, divine friendship the kiss of Christ. The spiritual kiss he describes not as a joining of lips, but as a blending of spirits, which have their foregrounding in the Spirit of God, giving friendship a heavenly flavor. One thus comes to know the kiss of Christ, divine friendship, having first tasted it through the spiritual kiss, human friendship. Friendship is human, but contains a divine force that makes it entryway into knowledge of God as friend. The process begins with human friendship, the final end of which is knowledge of God as friend. In other words, Knowledge of divine friendship emerges out of the workings of human friendship. Alred goes on to speak of friendship as altering one's consciousness. He notes his own experience in this regard. He describes being filled with joy at the love he knew from friendship, his love for his friends, their love for him. And this joy transforms the way he views nature, leaves and blossoms, which he now beholds as if the fragrant bowers of paradise. In other words, friendship has spillover effect in the way we look at the world around us. What about enemies? Does friendship change our view of them? Alred doesn't take up the issue, but Thomas Aquinas, who was influenced by Alred, does treat it in his magnum opus, Summa Theologiae. Aquinas says friendship transforms the way you view everything related to your friend. For example, you love your friend's parents simply because they are your friend's parents. Friendship has spillover effect even, Aquinas says, when it comes to our enemies. If you realize that God is to be known most fully as friend, then you will love all creation, your enemies included, because there's nothing that's not related to God. 
That's the spillover effect of knowing God as friend. Ghazali, too, saw friendship as altering consciousness with spillover effects. In other words, friendship is not simply a relation between individuals, but rather a network of relations. Friendship with a human draws you into a limited network of relations, whereas friendship with God draws you into a network with no limit, since God has no limit and is related to all things. Friendship with God thus transforms the way we view existence entire because we see God as being with existence entire. This viewing occurs not with the physical eye, but as a spiritual beholding with the eye of the heart. In sum, friendship with God is experienced in the way we look at all things with a metaphysical gaze. Here, too, the process begins with the mundane. We see worldly things as they really are, as being with God, and in turn, we behold God anew with all things. That's friendship in service of the metaphysical gaze, and it bears religious fruit. At one point, Ghazali notes that when friends gaze at one another, they are unburdened of their sins, which fall from them as leaves fall from a tree in dry winter. Soloveitchik also understands friendship as a human-divine continuum that binds us into divine existence. He speaks of it as akin to being covenanted with God. A covenant differs from a contract, which ends once its terms have been fulfilled whereas a covenant is about being bound into eternal fidelity with the very grounding of our existence. There's nothing anonymous about the way we're meant to relate to God, and Soloveitchik says we only grasp covenant with God as we know it in our relations with others, and doing so alters our life outlook. For example, the truth of friendship is disclosed when pursued in the framework of a covenant, since when it comes to covenant, God is necessarily present. As a result, the friendship is freed of worldly calculation, becoming a relation grounded first in commitment because God's presence in the relation makes it so. In turn, friendship of this covenanted kind offers insight for our relation with God. We see that God is not distant as if a deity beyond the stars, but rather intimately engaged in our humanity. Knowing God as friend shows that to be human isn't reducible to utilitarian calculation, but is friendship bound in its deepest existential reality. In sum, because of friendship, God is fully revealed, no more concealed, and so too is our humanity. The process is one that Soloveitchik likens to the experience of the prophets, Abraham, Moses, and Samuel, whom God addressed intimately by name. Thus, for Soloveitchik, we can't know God without the experience of covenanted friendship, and so too we can't know the truth of our own humanity without it. When God is revealed not as a distant force, but as intimate member of our human community, our view of our fellow humans is profoundly transformed.